Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, on January 25th, 2019. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that. Today's show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce has been serving the city of Manhattan Beach for over 60 years, and they are dedicated to promoting a strong local economy by supporting the community, providing valuable business connections, and representing business with government. The chamber staff is focused on providing its membership with the tools and resources to help businesses grow and thrive within the community. Their goal is to continually support the individual efforts of business as they work to support the growth of the local economy. For more information on how the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce is working with member businesses and the city of Manhattan Beach to support that growth, visit the website at manhattanbeachchamber.com or call 310-545-5313. I'm your host. Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that's what we talk about here on the South Bay Show. Joining us today as co-host, the CEO and president of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman, and of course with us because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com and executive producer of the South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, Kelly, how are you doing today? Excellent. It's Friday. Good, 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 good. It's Friday. I always start with Happy Friday, and let me just warn you, if I don't, you know, mention that when I uh, first talk to you on Friday mornings, if I don't go on Happy Friday, then you just know that it's you know, going to be a bad Friday for Kelly. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. No, there's no such thing as bad Friday. It's Kelly. We can't have right. that. We can't have that. Now, I I know Kelly may have some announcements or something, but I I really have a question for you, Kelly. As the president of the C, of the of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, are you aware? Are there any ramifications for the city of the federal government being shut down? Because I'm hearing some strange stuff from around the country. My relatives in Chicago. Are, do we depend on any federal services that aren't being provided? That is a very good question, and I, I am not aware of any, nor have I heard, you know, any uh, rumblings or talk with any of the city departments or councilmen. And, I, and I've been around several of them all week long, so right, I right. Um, I don't believe so, but. You know okay. what? I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna ask that question and dig a little deeper because I uh, I don't believe we do. But I will you know dig a little deeper and find out. But can I just say when you first started asking me that question, you kind of emphasized ramifications, and I'm like, I thought you were I thought you were bringing up the ram, and then you lost into federal government. I'm like, oh, oh, do we have to go there? Well, I, I, I want to say ram, rams, rams, ram, ram, ram. I, I, I met a pilot 
on their way to LAX yesterday or the day before. And you know the one topic of discussion among pilots is the fact that air traffic controllers are missing their second paycheck. They haven't been paid for 30 days. That's what uh, pilots are talking about. Yeah. Well, anyway. and, and, yeah, and then to answer your question, too, because I, I, I haven't heard any uh, immediate direct effects right here in Manhattan okay. Beach, but, but you bring okay. up a really good point with, you know, air traffic controllers, TSA. I know when I sent both of my kids back to college just in the last couple of weeks, uh, the lines through TSA were um, ex- extra long. They're always, they're always a little painful, but they were extra long. I, I did mm. speak um, a real a, prominent real estate agent in this area was telling me how it is uh, they are seeing it it is hitting particularly hard in the kind of Mar Vista Culver City area there's um, you know I guess a lot of employees um, a lot of airport and other employees federal that live in that area that um, uh, you know are scrambling uh, some mm. rent wise, mm. some own wise, and it was really interesting when that came up. And I was like, okay, well, mm. and you know, and I think it's that's just beginning because I think the effects are going to linger, even if it was to end tomorrow, which I don't think it is. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do the the effects are going to be long term. I know it would be for mm. me if I didn't have a paycheck, you know, for a month. So I can only imagine yeah. uh, how it's you know yeah. uh, spreading across Southern California. Well, I just, you are my source, so I just had to ask. But uh, tell us, are there, are there announcements for the chamber? Well, yes. And just first of all, let's just give an ode to the Rams. Woot, woot. Uh, good football oh. on Sunday. That was insane football. I love football. I love sports. I love, I love right. good games, and that was fantastic. So we're all very excited about the Rams. I don't know if you happened to see our post on the Chamber uh, Instagram. I yes. did. I did. Okay, I thank did. you. I thought. <laughs> Do you know who that helmet is signed by? No. If you read our newsletter, then you would know that. I, but I know oh, I don't oh. read everything either all the, all the time and right away. Uh, that is signed by Georgia Frontieri, who you both oh. know. You know uh, yes, who owned the Rams, you know, for decades, but a long time ago and right. took them to St. Louis right. from here and so forth and so on. She was the second woman NFL owner um, in history and obviously, you know, uh, was a woman-owned business technically at a time when that was very difficult and in an industry that was obviously dominated by by men. So that's a little ode to the Rams and to Georgia and to all uh, women-owned businesses. I remember, I remember they used to give her a lot of grief. Yeah. She used to get a lot of grief, yeah. Well, yeah. I just want to say something real quick before we switch topics here. My husband has always been a Rams fan. He was a Rams fan from way back in the day, and he was a Rams fan the whole time they were in St. Louis, and he's still a Rams fan, and he is just absolutely <laughs> thrilled that they are that they are that they're in it in the big game. That's exciting. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. It yeah. Excited. So I did something else really interesting this week. On Wednesday night, I participated in the LA County homeless count, and oh. I, I was I literally hit the pavement here in Manhattan Beach. Uh, they do kind of census track. They deploy volunteers into different census tracks, all the census tracks within whatever city mm-hmm. you're in, and mm-hmm. you and, and a partner um, canvas that census track, every nook and cranny, alley, um, 
aisle, balcony, anything public, you know, the stairwells, everything, trying to document homeless, whether, um, uh, you know, out in uh, the public or in their car. There's different levels of homelessness, obviously, but I worked up. And it was very interesting, very eye-opening. Um, and a really, uh, I always like to try to be a part of the solution and, you know, add value and uh, and be a part of the pulse of what's going on. But to actually work the homeless count, um, I highly recommend it for everybody. Uh, they do it usually every two years, I believe. But very enlightening. You know, being being downtown for so long and being so involved in the community and living here for so long, you know, I, a lot of us know the kind of the regular homeless. We can, you know, we some of them, we know their names, we know their history. Others are, are newer to the area. But I can certainly point out kind of where they are during the day and their patterns. Uh, and so I was assigned to downtown for the homeless count with my partner. We couldn't find one. And I know every nook and cranny. I mean, I know every little hiding spot. I know everything in downtown. We couldn't find right. one between 8 and 11 right. p.m. We found two down by the beach area. Um, and then we had three cars that were appeared to have somebody living in them, but the person wasn't actually in the car. It means they were out probably roaming mm-hmm. around somewhere, you know. But uh, very, very lightning because what you see during the day and kind of what is transpiring at night, completely different. So I, I learned a lot. And I, I'm on the Homeless Action Committee for the city also, uh, in which we're working on a lot of things, and I will share. We just kind of had a kind of an internal big announcement yesterday. I will hopefully be able to share that with you next week um, about some funding for homeless initiatives and some programs we're working on. But anywho, uh, great thing to be involved in. I highly recommend anybody uh, that can do that when it comes their way to do it. Okay, okay. Well, um, what a uh, what a great uh, weather we're having. Uh, lots of uh, visitors from out of town are uh, thrilled that we're having sunshine and you know California sort of typical weather. Uh, it's been uh, you know the, the week before uh, so many visitors who you know were in town for a few days and were expecting to you know, experienced California weather, experienced rain. Pack <laughs> <laughs> a lot. <laughs> it was, and it was heavy rain. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, the weather was uh, great yesterday. And uh, I hope it's going to be great this weekend. I don't know. Is it going to be great this weekend, Jackie? I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, you what know, are the um, weathermen lying uh, about today? Yeah, no. According to Live Doppler, it's going to be awesome this weekend. And I can tell you, all the flowers on the Greenbelt and throughout, you know, Hermosa in Manhattan Beach, all the flowers are just exploding right now after all that rain. And we've had just a little bit of warmth right. this week. It's like boom! Everybody's happy, including all the you know. It's flowers. so funny. I made that observation in my weekend uh, guide yesterday. It's so funny just driving around, like even just like the little slivers of median. You know, when you're driving, everything is green. There's grass growing every place. It's unbelievable. Everything, flowers are blooming. It's unbelievable how, you know, three weeks ago it was just hard, you know, hard-packed dirt. And now all of a sudden everything is lush. It's just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Need a little water to make the green things grow. Need a little water. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm amazing so, with a little water. I just need a little water to be amazing, too. <laughs> and coffee. Okay. All right. Yeah, don't forget to go. <laughs> so I, you know, Jackie, and, and we talk about food quite a bit on this show, and uh, one of our favorite subjects. And we love food trucks, 
And we're going to be talking about a food truck today that is pretty special. Um, we're pretty excited about that. Uh, Jackie, who are our guests today? Our guests, well, we have a returning guest this morning, uh, Ed Lynch, founder of Michael's Learning Place, and first-time guest, Blaisdell Shaw, program manager and manager of Mikey's Coffee and Bakery Food Truck. Now, Ed Lynch founded Michael's Learning Place in 2001 in honor of his daughter, Michael. At the age of two, it became apparent that she was developmentally and physically disabled. Michael passed away at the young age of seven and a half. As a result, Ed dedicated his life to creating programs that enable youth and adults with developmental disabilities to live independent, fulfilled, and productive lives. What started as a small after-school program in Hawthorne for 16 students has grown into a variety of programs over the years uh, with, uh, with 100 students that include a second after-school program in Culver City, the MILE program, Path to Independent, Independence Adult Day program, and Mikey's Cafe. Now, Blaisdell Shaw was hired at Michael's Learning Place in November 2015 as the project manager for Mikey's. Uh, it's a, it was a coffee, bakery, and catering business with the primary purpose of providing job training and employment opportunities for individuals with developmental disabilities. Now, Blaze has many years of restaurant and kitchen management experience. She was a barista and barista trainer at various coffee shops and has experience working with individuals with disabilities, which made her a great fit for the organization. Now, Blaze was truly inspired by Executive Director Ed Lynch and his vision for the business, and she continues to be driven by the successes she sees every day in her trainees. Now, this morning, we're going to learn about the various programs Michael's Learning Place offers and the brand new Mikey's Coffee and Bakery Food Truck, which just opened for business with a grand opening celebration last week. So, Ed, Blaze, welcome to the program. We're so glad you could join us this morning. Thanks for having us. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Good morning. Good morning. What what an exciting idea and uh, exciting enterprise. Uh, I'm going to start with you, uh, Ed, just to set the place for uh, the the position of Mikey's Coffee and Bakery Food Truck. Where does that fit in the general uh, Michael's Learning Place sort of pantheon of activities well it's it what originally started off as you know um, doing some baking and doing some cooking in the kitchen turned into something that became part of our adult program so mm. to address the issues in the adult program of, un, of you know 85% unemployment rate for uh, our population we started to create opportunities that would address that. And this has just turned right. into a much bigger, much quicker um, project than when we originally started. Um, and it continues mm -hmm. to grow at a really amazing pace. Okay, great. I mean, it, it sounds like, I mean, obviously it sounds like this would could be a really great outreach effort. It could be financially very uh, satisfactory uh, is is right. it going to be growing? Is there going to be a second food truck? Well, I th yeah, I, I'm sure in the future there will be a second food truck. Uh, a brick and mortar location would be wonderful as a next step. Um, mm. You know, mm -hmm. we run the coffee business as if it's a for profit, even though it's a non profit, and then it's the model of you know competing with everybody else out there. A quality product, quality service. And our, and our, you know, it comes with a story. 
And it comes with right. a story of a, a population that needs training and needs employment, creating co- community awareness. So when you're at the coffee right. booth or you're at the food truck, you're going to see what our population is capable of doing. And that right. you know, business owners, giving them a chance, will hopefully, when they see this, this business running, they'll give our students a chance and, and give them an opportunity for gainful employment. So I think the sky's the limit. I could see our cookies, our baked goods in stores locally, whether it's a Whole Foods, whether it's a Sprouts, whatever it might be. I think there's possibities mm-hmm. for that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, it's it's interesting because in the intro, it, I mentioned that I guess, you, well, Ed, you said that it started as an one of the adult programs, so teaching Correct. people to bake and stuff, and then. And then what happened? Like you're doing all this baking and you're like, who's going to eat all this? And, and then you started catering. Yeah. Yeah. So my wife works at Mattel and the, the first location when we realized we had a good product and then, you know, with Blaze on board with the coffee experience and running, you know, training and all of that, it just made obvious sense for us the next steps. We're not a complacent complacent organization we're not going to just sit around and say we've done enough we always feel like we need to do more and so when you have the people around you that know what they're doing why not stretch why not think about other opportunities so the first location Hmm. became at Mattel one day a week and then two days a week and then the tower and the design center now they're there four days a week and it just seemed obvious that this was the route to go again addressing Mm -hmm. the needs for employment and training that mm-hmm. we were finding with our adult program wasn't happening. P- companies weren't hiring. Mm-hmm. They were taking, you know, the unpaid internships as part of a training and educational program, but we wanted employment. So mm-hmm. rather right. than sit around and wait for somebody else to do it, it made right. sense for us just to go ahead and do it with the support uh, you know, of the I love board, it. with the support of the community. I love, I love it. It's, you know, it's literally, it's, it happened organically. I mean, it made yes. sense right. to do it. You know, because you yeah. can only you can only eat so much of what you cook. That's the truth, right? <laughs> True right. that. Yeah. Now, I mean, now, well, <laughs> I want to ask Blaisdell. Blaisdell, when you think of the ideal situation in which to train your your employees and also expose them to the general public and expose what Michael's Learning Place is all about, a food truck just sounds ideal. Is it, did the food truck come first did the idea of uh, expanding and maybe doing uh, a, a site built or or you know a, a physical location come first what what came first when you were thinking about this Blake well um, when I came in yeah thank you that's a great question when I came in three years ago Ed really had a vision and and if you know Ed um, which many people in this community do you know his he thinks really big and so um, Ed was actually from the get-go thinking, you know, a truck would be great because one of the primary purposes um, of Mikey's is really to be out in the community promoting awareness and inclusion um, of people with disabilities. Um, especially, and mm. so a truck's perfect to kind of bring that to, to the community, bring that out in the community. Um, right. So that was definitely one of the initial visions. But, you know, when you're a nonprofit, obviously financial, you know, finances are a big a big part of it, a big thing to consider and, and uh, staffing and all of those things. So it was really, um, we wanted to start small and we wanted to keep it very controlled. So we started at farmer's markets and, um, you know, just setting up a pop-up tent and selling our cookies and our coffee and, 
then we ended up getting some espresso machines and um, doing the pop-ups like at Mattel and now other various businesses in the community as well. And uh, here we are three years later, and we finally have, you know, our truck, which was a part of the initial vision. Um, and I think this is just going to allow us to have so many more opportunities. Um, the good thing about the pop-ups was we were also still getting out there, you know, and exposing um, what we do and, and Michael's and our students to to the community, which is really important and a really a key part of of why we do this. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So well, as far as training fantastic. goes, back to, yes, go on. Sorry, back to your question of, of training. Um, yeah, I think you know, I think this truck is is really great. We um, it was com funded completely by um, foundations and private donors and companies um, in our community, and so we're able to kind of start fresh without having the burden of you know an overhead cost that we're trying to take care of. Um, and we have great machines on board. The students are our trainees, and our students here at Michaels are loving working on it. They're actually out there right now on it. We're open every uh, Friday morning from 8 to 10 here at Michaels, and uh, they're out there right now serving, serving some of our neighbors' coffee. Um, it's been really awesome to see. So we're really excited for, for what the future will hold for this truck. You know, oh. you, know, it's, you, know it's, you know what's so interesting is, um, Ed, Ed mentioned, you know, this particular community was having issue, having trouble finding work. Um, you know, back starting in 2008, 2009, there were a lot of people that, that were out of work, you know, and a lot of people having trouble finding jobs. And, you know, what do you do when you can't find a job? You create one. You create one for yourself. Right. You know, uh, it's, it's uh, what is the old saying? Uh, necessity is the mother of invention. You know, when you need something mm -hmm. like you need, to, you're looking for something, and it, and it wasn't working. You know, create your own industry. Yeah, exactly. And I think a big part of it is, you know, with that 85% unemployment rate for people with special needs in our country, if we're out there, you know, bringing our students out to various businesses or companies and saying, you know, hire our students. They're being trained and they're they're awesome. You know, our words are one thing, but actually showing people what they can do is way more um, impactful. So instead of just saying, you know, this individual who happens to have autism is a really great cashier, you can actually, you know, go up to, a, to our truck or to our pop-ups and see them in action, see how awesome their customer service skills are and how wonderful they are at money management. And that will hopefully inspire a local business owner or someone to possibly hire someone with special needs down the road. And so we're really trying right. to show people not just, you know, with our actions and, and not just with, with our words. I have a right. question, um, Blaze and Ed. Are there uh, particular or any organizations, you know, in the kind of the immediate area that do employ or do look to Michael's Place and hire, you know, some of the, um, you know, adults in your program? Do you have any partnerships with any local organizations? Who's the question for? I, um, yeah. I don't know if it's either one you have, of you. Is it Blaze yeah, or you, I? Or, okay. you, you go ahead, Ed. <laughs> yeah, so with our adult program, we have about 13, 14 local partnerships that provide job training and then uh, some have turned into employment. So uh, the most recent would be we have a partnership with Esmoa and El Segundo. They provide uh, paid internships for a couple of students. Rock and Brews in El Segundo just hired one of our students. So there are companies out there. Modernica Downtown LA was one of the very first um, 
companies to, to step up and say, yes, we'd like to hire. And that young man has been there now for about a year and a half. Uh, so there are companies out there. It's just providing and having conversations with what that might look like. Right now we're working with Connecticut Federal Credit Union to hopefully create some job training, employment, uh, ambassadors at their branches. Um, so the, the, the reach is there, and it's getting better, but there's just so much more that needs to be done. Of course, yeah. I know we've worked um, at the Manhattan Beach Farmers Market with some of the PACE program kids um, that come over, and, and that's more of a volunteer kind of uh, program uh, for about an hour, you know, each Tuesday, but they help hand out what uh, we, what we call the load sheets for the farmers and the vendors, and, uh, you know, it gives them a kind of a permanent task each week that they they focus on. And I, I, there, I know uh, the Sissels Group here, you know, as you mentioned, Rock and Bruce, too, but the Sissels Group with Shade Hotel has, has done some programs as well as uh, Trilogy Spa did, too, and some of the tasks were, you know, maybe as simple as... Um, folding, you know, all the towels, like taking all the laundry, like especially with Trilogy, you have all the towels or anything and folding them a certain way. But I, I know there's, you know, employers that are um, usually very, you know, open and, and generous with the collaboration to, um, you know, and, and open to that. So uh, if I can ever be of help in, you know, turning, uh, getting that word out too, I'd be happy to in this area. We appreciate that. We appreciate it. Manhattan Beach Chamber has been wonderful over the years. So we're, we're very appreciative of the support and encouragement and getting the word out about who we are. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Um, so, you mentioned, Blake, I think, <clears throat> I have one more question. Ed, you mentioned at the, in sure. when your first dialogue that 85% of adults with disabilities are unemployed. Is that what you said Developmental earlier? disabilities are unemployed, yes. Wow. That's, yeah, yeah, which that's... is just totally wrong. Yes. Um, you, what right. you're getting with with an employee that say comes from Michaels is dedication, commitment. Um, they're not looking to cl- climb the corporate ladder, take your job. They want a job. They want to work. They want a paycheck. They want a quality of life that you and I have, mm-hmm. and that they deserve to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they're already been dealt a, a tough hand in life. And then you talk housing. I mean, the list goes on and on and of the struggles for for these individuals moving forward in life. And then, you know, the numbers are growing. It's not like the population is shrinking. It's growing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we are consumers. We are here to make a stand. And I think people need to, you know, hopefully see it with a different set of lenses. Mm-hmm. When you think, Ed, of let's say you had a, an audience of business owners, how would you describe the the ideal types of employment for developmentally disabled individuals? What would be the ideal? Well, again, I mean, you can't put everybody in the same box when it comes to employment. You know, we don't want to just get a student a job just to get a job. We want them to do something they love to do. Blaze can tell you there are students that want to have anything to do with being in the bakery or being in the food truck. We have some students mm. who are at Murad doing data entry, doing shipping and receiving. We have students mm. in retail that are doing, you know, product facing. Uh, the young man downtown is working on shipping and, and putting together boxes. We had young met one young man that was learning how to do upholstery. So it depends on the individual and what they enjoy doing. And I think that is the key when it comes to employment, just like for all of us on the phone. We all, we all choose to do what we love to do, and then hopefully that job is something we want to show up for. 
So you'll get a dependable employee. You'll get somebody that wants to be there. You're going to create a different feel in the work environment by having one of our students in there because it's a very loving, caring experience, I think, for anybody that's had an opportunity to work work alongside somebody with autism or Down syndrome or, yeah. And just to piggyback off what what Ed said with my personal experience, um, he's exactly right. I mean, I know with my past experience at other restaurants or coffee shops, there was always an issue finding reliable work, finding people that want to come and have a positive attitude and show up on time and um, actually do their job was always a struggle. It is in, you know, many restaurant environments uh, all across the country. That's that's pretty common. Um, but, you know, when I first jumped into this job, I didn't, my expectations were kind of all over the place. I didn't really know what was going to happen. And one thing that I've learned is that I find it easier. I mean, there's obviously challenging days and challenging things, aspects to my job, but it's easier to work with this population when it comes to finding people who are reliable. My, the 22 individuals who work with, um, work with us in Mikey's, um, either in the kitchen, the bakery, as a barista or a cashier, they want to come to work. They want to be scheduled more. They want to show up. They get here early. They'll stay late. Um, mm. And they want to do a good job. And that's, that's hard to find. It really is. And um, that's something that didn't even cross my mind when I first got into this position that I'm in. And it's been one of the greatest rewards for me. And it's been really really great to see and um it you know it'd be great if other every we want everyone to see that because it really is it really is hard to find a good a good worker in a lot of jobs that, that right. you know that's true right. we've all come across we've all come across the people out in the day-to-day lives that are just miserable not not happy in what they're doing uh and as you mentioned always looking to climb the corporate ladder and i i gotta imagine that you mentioned earlier you had one particular person that was really good with uh with with numbers with money you know it comes down to their particular skill sets you know some people just have an aptitude for numbers other people might just prefer something that's very rote you know a stocking or something that that you know they that's what they like you know there's yeah it's mm-hmm. definitely got to come down to to each individual and their skills their skill set um hey joe let's take a quick station break sure Let's do that. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the South Bay Show, and we're talking about a new offering in the South Bay, Mikey's Coffee and Bakery Food Truck. You can find out more uh, from Michael's Learning Place. You can, you can uh, I assume you can uh, schedule the truck to come out to your event uh, and uh, service uh, your organization or, or activity that you're having. Um, we're looking forward to more of those opportunities, I know. And also we're talking about uh, the general uh, employment situation and living uh, conditions for the developmentally disabled. Please join in. Send this, uh, this uh, program to your friends and neighbors and tune in every Friday from 8 to 9 to listen to the uh, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360. So, Ed, that's really the the question is this food truck, is this part of moving the needle or what do you think, Ed? What's necessary to move the needle and get more employment for your population? Well, I think it is necessary. I mean, I think there are a lot of ways of going about it, whether it's the adult program when they're in the different job locations, but it's 
it's creating a community awareness. If at the end of the day, the coffee business, the food truck breaks even, which I don't think it will. I think it will exceed breaking even. But if the, the biggest piece we got out of that was creating community awareness, right. seeing firsthand, to Blaze's point, seeing firsthand what our students are capable and able of doing. We have a couple yeah. of stories. One of our students that, you know, on the spectrum and, you know, really hard time interacting socially with people, even with customers, you know, would hand you your coffee as far away as her arm could stretch to hand it to you, hard with yeah. the eye contact, where now if you came to the coffee booth she was working, you'd have no idea that that was the same person because she was given yeah. an opportunity. She was somebody believed enough in her that she could do something and, and just with the training you throw into the fire with anybody that's trying something new, you know, you, I, or anybody else with or without a label. And I like to just, just throw these labels away. We're all capable and able. We just need to be given an opportunity. And I would say that to business owners, if you're hiring, consider hiring somebody, come visit Michael's, come visit and meet our students. And you'll see firsthand. They're just like you and me. They want the same things that you and I want. And unfortunately, somebody attached a label to their name that says they can or cannot do something, and these are the limitations because of the label. Throw the label aside. Throw away these preconceived ideas of what our students are capable and able of doing. And I will prove to you that they will be an amazing employee for your company. They will change the mood in a building if you need that. They've just come with a very loving heart. Great. Right. Okay. Um, wow. Next you know, is... yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I was just thinking, you know, it also, with Mikey's in particular, because they're right here in the South Bay, you know, keeping it local. You know, you know, we're we're all about keeping it local, supporting your local businesses, uh, whether they're a nonprofit or not, right? And you know, I gotta imagine, you know, you know, there, there are a lot of uh, there are several places around the South Bay where they have these uh, like food truck festivals that not, not festivals, like a bunch of food trucks will show up like in the Costco or Sam's parking lot on a Thursday afternoon at a certain time, and um, you know, there could be uh, you know, you know, there's just bunch of different people slinging hash, uh, you know, just, just, just doing their thing. But would you rather buy coffee from that place on the corner, uh, whose stock price is, uh, $239 a share, or would you rather support a local endeavor that is, that is doing, uh, so much more, so many more levels, you know, mm-hmm. and, and as I keep saying, it's awareness, you know, th- this isn't just a regular, food truck you know it, there's a mm-hmm. lot more going on behind the scenes of it and uh mm-hmm. and again it's you know education you know making people understand right, right. I a, yeah I a, thank you i have a question blaze um the baked goods and what have you that go into the food truck is do you guys have an industrial kitchen there at mikey's that you're making all that and where is the coffee sourced, you know, from? Give us a little intel on what we actually um, are eating and drinking. Yeah, great question, Kelly. Thanks. Um, well, our pastries are all made in-house here at Michael's. Uh, we do have a commercial kitchen. You know, we're monitored by the health department. It's all um, heavily monitored, actually. They visit quite frequently. Um, but we have, you know, a 99% rating, and we're very proud of that. And um, our students are required to learn all about, you know, health safety. They have food handler certifications and 
um, we keep everything to a very high standard um, around here. Our pastries are made with non-GMO ingredients and organic eggs. We try to really have high-quality ingredients um, at, you know, competitive prices compared to, to other bakeries in the area. Um, we do a variety of breakfast items, cookies, scones, and then, you know, cupcakes and specialty stuff um, that all will go into the truck, but also can be ordered anytime. You know, we're, we are a seven-day-a-week operation, and um, people often, you know, order uh, order stuff for parties or meetings, anything like that. Um, so all those pastries are, are homemade by our, by our students. They're all made by um, by pe- individuals with disabilities. And our coffee we get from, um, from Cafe Lux. And uh, Cafe Lux, they uh, have their uh, roastery in Gardena. So it's, you know, fairly local. And uh, they have cafe- cafes on the west side. And uh, from day one, when I first came in um, to Michael's, that's really what I wanted to go with. We tried lots of different coffees. And we continue to try other, um, other roasters. And there's great stuff out there. I mean, the coffee culture in L.A. is, is tremendous. But um, I think we have a great partnership with Cafe Lux. They're very supportive. And they roast our very own Mikey's Brew. Um, which is kind of a world event, uh, world blend, so to speak. So um, the beans come from different regions. It's uh, great for espresso and for drip coffee, which makes it good for us as a you know a small business. We just have to focus on you know one bean as opposed to um, branching out to multiple different you know types of of beans. Um, so it keeps it simple for us. Um, our students are involved in taking inventory. They're involved in, you know, coffee tastings, and um, we pick it up weekly, so it's always fresh. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's about our. So um, you mentioned, I think, catering in there. So if um, people should not just think of just the food truck being able to come out to your business, your event, your, your whatever, but if um, let's just say if there wasn't room in whatever location for the food truck, but we wanted um, a breakfast or, you know, an afternoon type of, you know, snack or something catered in, you guys can bring and deliver that, and it doesn't actually have to be housed in the truck, right? You can, you can actually, we can place an order for a catering order for breakfast and coffee type of things, and you can bring that to that location. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. That's, that's absolutely right. Um, we can operate, you know, as far as the, the truck goes, obviously that's for a specific type of event, right, or, you know, um, or venue. Um, and But we also, you know, do pop-ups, so we can work in very small spaces, indoors or outdoors. We can offer barista service, for example, um, for your business. We can come into your office if you have some employees, and you can host a coffee hour for your employees, and we can bring all the equipment um, in, operate in a very small space, and you can have a couple baristas there serving to your employees. As far as our pastries go, um, you can, like I said, we can you can pick up or we can deliver our pastries, you know, anytime, anywhere, um, and we offer a variety of packaging um, options for that as well. We do party trays, um, you know, fruit platters, yogurt parfaits for breakfast meetings, um, and we do um, box lunches and sandwich trays for for lunch meetings as well. So everything's prepared um, prepared by our trainees and our employees here at at Michaels um, and we can virtually set up anywhere. So we want to we want to serve you in any capacity we can. <laughs> right. And, and we have a little catering truck as well. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And are those are those menus <laughs> online? Like if I, you know, I I I'm thinking of a couple events coming up actually and I'm like I need to go I need to check that out. Can we find those catering options and menus online or is it something that we need to call and and talk to you guys about? Yeah, you can um so you know michaels.org um 
that's our website where you'll find all the information on all the programs and all the great things that we're doing here at Michael's. And uh, we have a section on Mikey's, the business. Uh, you can read through there. You can place your order for pastries and coffee service online. Um, you can also um, email in, and all the email and contact information is on our website as well. Um, and we put together special menus as well. Um, if you have you know, specific requests that you need um, done, we can do that as well. Um, so yeah, checking out our website, check us out on social media, uh, Michael's Learning Place. We're on Facebook, uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter as well. And, um, and whenever we're going to an event um, or setting up um, somewhere, we always post online where we're going to be so you can find uh, the truck or you can find the pop-up um, whenever mm -hmm. we have those planned events. Is anybody else getting hungry? <laughs> <laughs> I love baked goods. You know me. I, I you know, 24/7. <laughs> you, you're killing me. You're killing me here. Oh my goodness! I'm just I'm starving now. Well, there is one place you can go: Michaels, M Y C H A L S, Michaels.org. And where is the? It doesn't doesn't have a big picture of a food truck. Oh, there it is. Big picture of a food truck. Right I, there I sent you the Dunk. picture. Yeah. Well, I wanted to find it online so I could find out where the truck oh. is and where I have to go. Can I throw something in real quick? Yeah. Sure. You know, to do all of this, I mean, Blaze brought it up earlier, and I, I really I think it's important to express, you know, as a nonprofit, you know, we're trying to, we try every day to keep our doors open and raise money and do all of this. The food truck was funded completely by outside. You know, Chevron got involved with raising money, Continental Development, Amundsen Foundation, and then a lot of individuals at our luncheon um, really made this happen. So, you know, anybody can have a vision, but if you don't have the team around you, you don't have individuals that believe in what you're doing, the vision's, you know, irrelevant. Uh, we've been really, really fortunate to have all their support over the years to create programs. So, you know, as we move forward and create more, it's the same thing. We'll go to our partners, we'll go to the community, we'll go to foundations and do what we can to continue to create more because more needs to be done. So, you know, we're incredibly grateful for everybody that shows up and supports us. I just wanted to make a point, of, you know, make that point. That's a good okay. segue. You mentioned, so tell us, tell us about some of your other programs, please. Well, we started, like I said in the beginning, we had started as an after-school program at a church in Hawthorne, and we are there for about nine and a half years. And, at, again, you know, free space was wonderful for us to be there, but a lot of limitations. And then um, another foundation, the Gogan Foundation, gave us an impact grant to try to expand our program. So we moved into the building we're currently in in Hawthorne. Um, and the 10,000 square foot building, the after school program, which currently has 42 or 43 enrolled students. But during the mornings, the building was empty for the first year, and we knew that we needed to create an adult program. So the adult program was started um, four and a half years ago, and really based on life skills, independent living skills. Um, you know, taking care of your personal needs, laundry, food shopping, money management, uh, travel training, on-the-job training, really preparing the individuals for independence. Um, mm. And then that has taken off to where we have over 100 on the waiting list, and we're dealing right now with how do we address that need um, because there are limitations um, by the state on how many individuals you can have in a, in a location. 
Um, mm-hmm. We started a bowling league in 2010 just to create an opportunity um, for our families and individuals out in the community that necessarily don't have a lot of social opportunities. And we relaunched that a few months ago, and that's set to start up again probably in March this year. Uh, again, it's not a money-making opportunity. It's an opportunity. Um, we have our mile program, which originally started out as a two full weekends uh, a month for 10 months. It turned into a uh, one day, a two Saturdays a month for 10 months. Really intensive um, what the adult program is squeezed into an eight-hour day. And it also mm-hmm. preps some of the students who want to come into the adult program who maybe aren't quite ready yet, but this is kind of a precursor for them. Um, and we found that it has been beneficial. Uh, we have theater programs. We have uh, we do fencing. We have Manhattan Beach Badminton Club does badminton with our students on Wednesdays. <laughs> YMCA in Culver City does fitness training. So, I mean, we're always out in the community seeing what we can create and provide an opportunity. It may end up being one student that loves it. You know, um, all the entertainment mm-hmm. at our events is done by our students. Uh, we have a wonderful cooking program, music program, art program. Um, want to provide as much as we possibly can um, for mm-hmm. our students that deserve it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love this. I love this. When when I think about the future, I think, you know, perhaps you you're doing an employment pilot. You're 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 teaching other business owners how they might uh, integrate people into their business, and and they can experience it right right there, buying coffee, buying some pastries. Um, what about a of a, a uh, real estate sort of uh you know i'm thinking of a place where people can live and support each other and uh i can't think of the name uh uh the heart farm or yeah, golden, golden heart ranch. golden heart golden ranch. heart golden heart ranch golden heart golden ranch. Ranch. yeah right well perhaps another uh, similar but urban environment here in the South Bay. Well, well there's a reason. Would... <laughs> there's a reason it's out in out in the valley because there's <laughs> not enough space in the South Bay. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I yeah. I think there are a lot of options to think outside the box when it comes to housing. Um, I've met with a quite a few housing organizations, and they're really wonderful models out there. Golden Heart Ranch is a wonderful model. Star Homes and Torrance, they have a wonderful model. I think for urban, because of lack of space, I think multi-use property would be the way to go. So have some businesses down below, have some apartments up above. And so this way you can supplement the the cost of housing for the families that can't afford it. So it's not just for the families that, you know, can write a check every month and, you know, Johnny's got a place to live. But what about the family that can't? So I think there are options out there. Again, for a nonprofit to create something, it just takes money. It takes a developer. It takes somebody that owns property that maybe doesn't need the revenue from that property and wants to get involved with the big picture. And I welcome that as a conversation um, because Mm -hmm. one size does not fit all when it comes to housing, when it comes to a day program, when it comes to employment, when it comes to anything. You know, it's not necessarily, you know, Johnny wants to live it. 
in a group home with four other individuals. Maybe Johnny wants to live in an apartment on his own. So how do we create that opportunity? So definitely right. housing is in the picture in the future um, without Excellent. a shadow of a doubt. I mean, we, we bought the building. We live here in Hawthorne because we want to be here long after I'm gone as founder. It's not about mm-hmm. me. It's about the long goal. It's the long, you know, the long game. Right. So if anybody's listening out there that wants to get involved, <laughs> give us a call. I think, I think but first, you know, but, for, but, but yeah. first you have to build a fleet of the bakery trucks. I'm thinking of <laughs> bakery trucks or brick and mortar. <laughs> I mean, a, a coffee shop will yeah. bring a lot of awareness as well. And then once you have your following, yeah. like any food truck does, we'd be a yeah. drive to destination. Um, yeah. And I think with, as a nonprofit, we can raise money out in the community. We can go to foundations that have invested in us for years now and share with them what we want to do. Brick and mortar is next thing on the list for us, and a Culver City location right. for expansion is on the list. And that will help yeah, address the over 100 on our waiting list for the adult program. There are so many, Jackie, as you well know, there are so many businesses in the South Bay that we all know and loved that are gone because they were just renting their space and their landlord raised the rent and forced them out. And, uh, uh-huh. you know, immediately for me comes to mind places like uh, uh, the back, back burner cafe, back burner cafe got forced out because of uh, rising rents in Hermosa, um, you know, the either or bookstore, things like that, but a permanent location for Mikey's uh, uh, bakery and coffee, I think would be ideal uh, coffee mm. bakery. And I think the, the developer would benefit greatly from having Mikey's coffee and bakery food truck being a, a sort of an anchor location, drawing traffic, and then they could have other shops that were other businesses. So uh, I think developers are getting the, 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 the idea that the deve- it's a the good developers. idea. Yeah, the developers also want their tax incentives. You know, uh, you know, I don't know what uh, kind of uh, tax yeah. incentives there are for this particular. You know, I know that they get them for low-income housing, uh, that sort right. of stuff. But, um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's tough. You know, when you've got a hot real estate market, it you know it's tough. Ed, is there any is there any opportunity? The space you're in now um, could 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 you know form uh, you know cut into some of your space and it sounds like you're so busy as it is but something where you could set up a window you know on the street or something make it a, l- a little cafe or something well i think we're bursting at the seams and, and yeah, when it comes to yeah. any type of a business like that it's location 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 and right. you need to have parking you need to have easy accessibility right. i mean there's a lot of things that play a part in all of that and the fact that we right. want to expand our bakery because of need, I mean, a coffee shop seems to be the next obvious for us uh, step mm-hmm. when it comes to that. Sure, yeah. we would love a fleet of, of food trucks, but then now all of a sudden we have to find a location where we can park all of them. So yes, right now yes, yes. we've got a we're considered a commissary for our one truck. If we had to start parking food trucks somewhere else, it's about a grand a month. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. to park it in a place that's called a commissary. We've been fortunate enough to do what we needed to do to have this turned into a commissary location. But I think mm-hmm. a brick and mortar. I think in the South Bay, this is our community. This is where we've been for 16 plus years. 
Um, this is people that know us. We've got a lot of partnerships in the community. We have board members that live in Manhattan Beach, Mosa Beach, uh, Redondo Beach. I mean, so this is where we are, and this is what makes sense for us. So, you know, if you know somebody that wants to get involved with that, we would love to entertain that option. Okay. Well, tell us, tell us where where Mikey's uh, Coffee and Bakery food truck is going to be. Is that are they going to be any place in particular over the next week or so that if people want to go and get some coffee and goodies? Blaze, you want to so, take um, this our, one? Her, yeah, sure. So our first event is going to be our fish, first official event, I suppose, out in the community is going to be um, a week from tomorrow, so February second, from uh, starting at about 10 a.m. at the El Segundo Automobile Museum. They're having a mm. Hot Wheels event, um, and it's supposed to be a pretty big turnout, and our truck will be there. They're big supporters of us, okay. and then um, we have a couple more events booked with them throughout the year. So that's open to the public. We'll be parked there on the, you know, right there on the sidewalk out front, and um, that will be our first official event. Uh, after that, we're still working on a kind of a regular route, and we're hoping that, um, you know, businesses will reach out to us. Ideally, we'd like to be, um, you know, at business parks or business centers and as opposed to just on the street um, and also at food truck events like uh, you guys mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're still, we've got a lot of leads. We've got a lot of people that have been, um, you know, contacting me, trying to book us and we're going to develop a route here shortly. And hopefully, you know, by mid-February, early March, we'll have a regular kind of morning route all throughout the South Bay. So if you're interested in, um, in booking us or you um, have any leads on locations, um, you can email us, which all our information is on our website, and we'd love to uh, to start some more partnerships. Um, and just kind of keep keep us in mind. Check us out on social media, and we'll be posting all of uh, all of our venues soon. Well, and let me I, ask you. I, let, let, oh, go ahead, Ed. Go ahead. I'm just going to say, you know, there are a lot of a lot of you know office space buildings, a lot of commercial property that don't have a coffee service inside. They don't have a snack. Mm. Uh, facility. So for us to pull up with the truck, we don't have to go inside your building. It doesn't cost you anything for us to be there. And you're offering a service mm-hmm. to your tenants. And mm-hmm. that is the, I think the route we're thinking about when it comes to your typical work day, a Monday through Friday, I think weekends, the sky's the limit of what the possibilities are. So whether it's a car well, show in El Segundo, <clears throat> like last year, where we had the pop-up this year, we could have the food truck. So there are a lot of options out there. Um, to do all of this. Well, a 190th street corridor is a natural, you know, you got all those office buildings over there, not a lot of uh, food options. Um, right. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, it sounds like the sky's the limit. I mean, you're going to need a staff just to, just to figure out the booking. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're up for that, right, Blake? Yeah. We're seven days a week. I'm, I'm ready. That's a good problem to have, right? Yeah, it's yes. yes. a quality problem. <laughs> Ed, All right, you so, are so um, lucky. Ed, you are ahead, so ahead. lucky to have Blaisdell. We are so fortunate you don't even know. You know, when you have <laughs> the right person that can run something and knows what they're doing, I don't know the coffee yeah. business. I like coffee, but I don't know the coffee business. Blaze knows the coffee business. And so by yeah. her being able to run that and take it and go with it, I'm able to then think about what's next. And yeah. so it frees yeah. my time up. I can start thinking about what's the next project. Because if my goal is for yeah. the next 20 years, if I'm fortunate enough to work for 20 more, is to create something new every year. So to put that puzzle yeah. together and see what we can create 
and hopefully inspire others to want to create. Yeah. So, you know what, Blaze is a beautiful addition, Ed. Um, I first met Blaze years ago um, via my coffee addiction in, in her one of her first stops, <laughs> I think, at uh, um, somebody downtown. And then when she moved to another said coffee shop, um, I was so happy to see her there because I missed her at the other one. And, uh, Blaze, you have a wonderful energy and light about you, and you, you kind of light up the room. And I can um, – I, I think, obviously, you know, Michael's is uh, fortunate to have you, but I can also just imagine the – honestly, the beautiful impact that you have on, you know, everybody in the program too. So congratulations. Oh, I appreciate that, Kelly. Thank you so much. And I – it was great serving you. It's always great seeing you around town. And um, congratulations again on your new position at the Chamber. I'm hoping to be working with you more. Um, and it's really – it goes both ways. I appreciate all the compliments. That's very nice. But I really am the fortunate one. This is – definitely the perfect position for me and I get to go to work and um every day and I get to leave happy every day and that's a blessing so thank you and Bla- Blaze to that Blaze Blaze you got a groupie you got a groupie she's <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of follows, groupies she follows Blaze everywhere yeah. she follows Blaze and coffee <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh, um okay so um, uh con- Contact info, michaels.org, M-Y-C-H-A-L-S, michaels.org, or you can just uh, Google Michaels Learning Center, M-Y-C-H-A-L, apostrophe S, and uh, all the information is there. Any other contact information you want to give out, or just the website? If you want to send Uh, an email, you can always email us at info at michaels.org. Yep, and then uh, just like us on social media. Follow us on uh-huh. social media, like us. When you come come by and visit us, tag us in pictures. That really helps us uh, get the word out. You know, social media is is definitely the big thing of getting getting the word out. And so, any uh, come visit us and come find out where we're at and, and tag us in all your in all your posts. Well, Blaze, be sure to um, um, I send out a little thank you email. Please be sure to uh, put me on your press release list. So. Uh, whenever the truck's going to be around, uh, I, I can uh, post it to my website. I, I did post the grand opening. I can't remember who sent that to me, uh, or it might have mm-hmm. been Kelly on Kelly's uh, Kelly's chamber newsletter. I, I can't remember where I, I pulled that information, but I did post it. So, uh, and this fits the criteria. I appreciate right. it. Awesome. I will. Thank you so much. All right, Joe. It's, it's the hour for fly. It's it's time to wrap it up. It is. It is wonderful, 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 and uh, we we hope to uh, 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 drink lots of coffee at <laughs> with uh, uh, Mikey's Coffee and Bakery Food Truck. You can find out more at michaels.org. And also, I have to mention uh, uh, we love, love, love the story of Golden Heart Ranch and uh, Rose. Van Weerhein. I just wanted to mention their their uh, contact information can be found at goldenheartranch.org. Goldenheartranch.org. That's our show. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Blaze. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you. Always a pleasure, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Have All right. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend, Have a great everybody. Weekend. You too. Thanks, you guys. Have a great day.